So, good evening, everyone. Any questions tonight? I was wondering, uh, what is the proper mood and mentality that a sadhaka should have to be successful? Well, uh, I think that um, the simple answer to that is that the mentality of a sadhaka is different than the mentality of a conditioned soul. So I have said the sadhaka is not a buddha jiva, not a mukta jiva, not conditioned entirely, not liberated. So a work in progress in the direction of liberation and love of God. Hmm? And so what is the divide between the two mentalities of the two worlds, one of which the sadhak is moving away from, the other of which the sadhak is moving in the direction of. And there's a basic mentality, if you will, and identity that um, the uh, paravyam is made up of, and a basic mentality that the material existence um, experienced by the Tatastajiva is made up of, and in, in brief, it's the difference between an enjoying mentality and a serving mentality. And we talked a little bit in previous discussions recently about Nishta Bhakti, and we know that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Shikshastakam speaks of this in the third verse, where humility is emphasized, among other things. And sometimes we've cited the definition of humility, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Do you know what that is? No? Okay, it's absence of the enjoying spirit or the enjoying mentality, which means that in that mentality, the enjoying mentality, we see objects of the senses as objects to be enjoyed or employed for our sense of self and purpose derived from um, arising from the false identification with matter. So, as I've said before, this kind of takes the life out of things because they have, in a sense, a life in the mind of God. So, if everything is... Um, centered around the Godhead, then its purpose, all things, purposes, purpose of everything will be understood in relation to the center. We have an off-center perspective where, without thinking about it so much, nonetheless, we see ourselves as the center, or we see the world as to be enjoyed by ourselves for our purposes and our sense of self. Then we don't see things for what they are. We don't see them in relation to God. Therefore, Prabhupada wrote in his commentary that the in the Bhagavad, the, the business of the devotees to excavate the, the connection of all things with their spiritual source, kind of a spiritual 
mining adventure, if you will, to uh, to see things, all things in relation to the source, which I'm not the source. And so when we when we see, if we see, let's say we take a part of the camera and we separate it from the camera, and we pass it around and we try to think of something to do with it, we probably come up with something, we can use it for something, but. If it's connected with the camera, there's so much more meaning it has and value, right? Hmm? The c- c- comparison is, you know, the difference is considerable. So that's why I say sometimes, similarly, the difference between a material perspective on the world and spiritual perspective is the difference between one of an animated world and an inanimate world. Therefore, when Panchatapu cited the vision of the gopis, I say, yeah, this is the spiritual world. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a question of vision in one sense, an angle of vision. Hmm? They saw everything as animate hmm? and more devoted than themselves. You follow? They saw the trees bent and they thought, oh, see how humble the trees are compared to us and so forth and footprints of Krishna on the earth. And I thought, see, he leaves us, but he doesn't leave the earth. So the earth must be a better devotee. Hmm? And so from their point of view, perspective, everything's alive and everything is devoted to Krishna. This is the vision of the Mahabhagavata, described in the 11th canto of the Bhagavatam. What is the verse? Sarvabhuteshu Bhaved Yapashid So he sees everything in relation to Krishna and, every, and Krishna in relation to everything. Hmm? So that the vision of the gopis expressed in the Bhagavatam, for example, particularly in the in the Rasalila where Krishna disappears and they're looking for him. I'm trying to look for him. <laughs> <laughs> is um, is is the uh, is kind of what Vrindavan is, if you will. Hmm? Um, Vishwanath Chakrati Thakur makes a statement that uh, um, about the world, Vishvapurnam Sukhayate, the whole world is an abode of joy, not for my pleasure, but seen for the pleasure of Krishna, it becomes a happy place, hmm? and seen as an abode of my own for my pleasure, it becomes the place of misery that we know better. Hmm? unfortunately. So, it may be useful for us to think of the spiritual world, if you will, as an angle of vision. I've told the story before that one of my godbrothers asked, Pujapatrita Marjeta Chaitanya Saraswatmath, once that if he could have some service, and he said, he thought for a moment, he said, try to change your angle of vision. So, he went to the core of what it means to serve, not just to be busy, to do something, but how you look at things, look through the eyes of of the scriptures and uh, the, the conceptual orientation. That's sambandagyan. You know, with that, change your orientation. Um, and, the, and accordingly, to the extent that we can do that, then the service that we render will be meaningful and fruitful. So, so, and then you know, I mean. We're not talking about Madhurya Rasa or Sakya Rasa, but a basic... All of these Rasas are um, 
expressions of service. If we're at the root, the jivas had to be a servant, a subordinate entity. Krishna, jiva, pohi, krishna, nitya, krishna, das. At its root, it's a subordinate entity. And like everything else, it's meant to be, it's properly understood in relation to the center. Hmm? So our material perspective is off-center, and we see ourselves as the enjoyer, we see the world as, in terms of how it can be used in relation to myself. And now when we start to see how it may be used in relation to my sadhana, hmm, then I'm starting to change that that vision in my, my service to Krishna and so on and so forth. And I see the flower and I immediately think, oh, that would be nice to bring to Krishna. Hmm. Um, something like that. Hmm. Um, so it's a... a, a this kind of it's substantial change of mentality, a shift from the, as I say, the enjoying ego to the serving ego, and the serving ego brings everything to life. Hmm. If you serve everything, then it, it becomes alive, so to speak. Um, and if you want to take it for your dead purposes, hmm, you know, if you're living on death row and you want to bring everything in there, you know, that's not a very very good idea. We, the mind is a dead thing. Hmm? Our material sense of self is 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 is, is a dying affair. Hmm? Um, it's an identification that uh, that uh, very kind of takes the life out of things. Hmm? It's it's a losing cause. So the serving mentality is a whole creates a different world, if you will. Hmm? So then, how do you do that? You know, how do you cultivate the serving disposition and so forth? Well, yeah, it's 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 we're deeply ingrained in an enjoying spirit. You have to kind of see yourself. This is what I'm doing as a sadhak, especially in an ashram environment where we come and visit the ashram and so forth. We see, you know, we see something. We should think Krishna's telling me that should be done. Not that I see that. And I hope somebody does that or. That's somebody else's service, something like that. Hmm. Well, I wasn't told to do it, you know. Something like that. So it's a, it's so it, it's somewhat of a uh, you know you got to become a little bit of a self starter, so to speak. Hmm. Um, then you kind of get get the get the idea. You're, it's you're, it's actively uh, working on, on that. Um, so it's a major, you know, going to the foundation of your existence to make this conversion. But, but again, this is sometimes why we, we emphasize practical service. Um, devotees want to sit and hear and chant and so forth and hear about higher topics and, and that's good. But, um, in the beginning, it, it, it doesn't always appear to be very fruitful in terms of changing their, Kind of disposition at the core, and even their enjoying spirit can be projected into their idea of what the the uh, um, spiritual world constitutes, and so forth. So, at least in our lineage, coming from Bhakti Vinod, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur, Prabhupada, Shridharmarsh, and so forth, there's a very strong emphasis on practical service. They saw a problem with um, 
kind of what I would call imitation of advanced devotees. And so they formed, or Bhakti Siddhanta Sutta formed under the, at the request of Bhakti Vinoda Mission, hmm, practically engage people in all, uh, you know, the, the entirety of their being, so to speak. Hmm. And the missionary activities were particularly consuming. Hmm. So there was an emphasis on that, which then was further identified with kirtan, which is the way, if you will, the method to Mahaprabhu's madness. Granted, a dynamic expression of that with the printing press and and um, and then all the attendant um, whatever uh, assisting roles an army needs, you know, runs on its stomach, you know. So there had to be the cooks and there had to be the editors and the transcribers and and the writers and the printers and the distributors and. Um, Prabhupada also sometimes described his own centers like that, basis from which he would go out and drop the bombs of his books, so to speak. Uh, so, you know, that kind of the metaphor in, invokes a sense of urgency also. Hmm? It's uh, wartime, something like that. So, um, it uh, was very effective in getting a lot of people engaged in such a way that that uh, that they were in a very practical sense uh, cultivating the service um basic serving uh, ego and getting some some absorption that they couldn't get uh, at their stage just from hearing chanting and so forth to go for example and you know try to like I said, you know, somebody the other day somebody sees your neck beat and says, "Oh, what are they about?" And then you go, oh, "Have you got a lifetime? Well, where do I begin?" You know, um, and but then you start. The point being, it's very consuming. What will I tell them? How much will I tell them? Just that, then you understand how there's preaching strategies might be invoked <laughs> at different times. Just to use a simple example, and how you might not tell everybody everything and. And uh, and who knows what you might do? Pranada used to go to the sell books at the Los Angeles airport and come back once a week with without any neck beads because she sold them to somebody who wanted to wear them, and she and that was as far as she could get, I guess, with preaching to them. They liked them, so she thought, okay, give me a donation, I give me the bin. They'll be wearing Tulsi beads, you know, her idea. So. <laughs> um, so, anyway, taking, trying to like think of how to, you know, I was at the chiropractor and he says, so what do you meditate on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know, what do you say? What is really the level of his interest? He's, he probably has a limited interest and he won't be able to pay attention to more than a few words and he's being cordial you know, and appearing to be interested in what you're about, and it is with some, you know, on a level of curiosity and so forth. But you could douse his interest, you know, in a, in a moment, you know, <laughs> if you're not careful. <laughs> and how will you, can, you know, spark his interest and continue it, you know, keep it, keep it going and so forth. So it's a, it's a mental challenge 
that has great potential to consume the mind, which is very central to the practice, right? Hmm? Whereas, again, to go sit in the jungle and, and chant all day, uh, it can be difficult for sadhakas to do this and to get absorbed. And then the problems can come from that where their distractions end up um, turning into bad examples. Hmm. So they were very concerned about that, apparently. And we come in, you know, the, that line and, um, and um, you know, there, there is a place for sitting and chanting and thinking more deeply about what the practice is. So it's not just work all day and, you know, that goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. Um, probably say work now samadhi later and it's later, so for some people it's later. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur gave a famous uh, talk at Radha Kund one year back in the, the 1920s and he took his students there to the, the park rim of Vrindavan and at Radha Kund many people sit and, and chant and entertain higher higher topics and so forth and so he said we shouldn't think that these higher topics are only for um, somebody else they're also uh, for us in due course those of you who have been chanting Harinam for 20 25 years so it can be more acquainted with 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 what art the poverty means having been effectively engaged in on art the nivriti. So you have on art the nivriti and you have art the pravriti. On art the means like false values, unwanted things, nivriti to, to give them up. So that's something that we do. But our practice doesn't end with an art the nivriti. It kind of begins more, you know, substantially after that. And so the converse of that is art the pravriti. So on artha and artha, and nivriti, and pravriti. Artha, pravriti means attainment of that which what, what is of value, the ideal, the lila, you know, particular bhava, and so on and so forth. And, and so he said, after so many years, then this is, this is he, he had a famous statement, first deserve, then desire. His idea was that, I've given an example before, if you want to go to India, and you come and say, I want to go to India. I say, that's great, great, great. And I'll say, have you got a got a ticket? No. Have you got a pass, visa? Have you got a passport? No. Have you got a job? No. I say, well, no, don't talk to me. I'm going to India. <laughs> get a job. No, I want to go to India. And I say, well, get a job. Think, well, I'm going to go with somebody else who will give me some better, higher instructions. <laughs> you know. So these are, this is a practical instruction. Get a job and come back and get a passport and get a visa, get a ticket. Then let's start looking, you know, what's over there, hmm? where you might go and, and so on and so forth. That will be more meaningful. And on the plane you can be reading that and thinking, I'm on the plane, I'm going. Hmm? You, know, you know, I've left the United States behind. Something like that. So all in, in, due, in time, you know, adhikar, eligibility is... And assessing that, one's eligibility is uh, true beauty in the words of Bhakti Vinod. So it's for just common sense. People act out of 
in ways that they're not, uh, that they lack eligibility for, it's unbecoming. Hmm. Um, you know, some older devotees are sitting discussing and some uninitiated new guy comes in and says, what's happening, you know? And what's going on? You know, it's like, uh, well, you know, could you, like, you know, give us a little space here, we're talking about something. So, just to give a simple kind of example. Hmm? So people should know their place in the progress, and by acting accordingly, they'll make the most advancement. Hmm? And um, call their progress, and uh, it'll be... Uh, it will be, they'll be beautiful. Hmm. So, so anyway, his emphasis was like this on practical service, and I, I see that that's very, um, very good for this helping to change this mentality because you have to do practical service, especially if you if you get a chance to live in the ashram, as you know, do this, do this, do this. Um, and you embrace that and so forth. It's good, good, good training. Hmm? So anyway, this is the basic divide: enjoying ego versus a, a, a serving ego. Hmm? Does that help? So what did you tell him? Kind of. Tell him I worship. I meditate on God. I told him. <laughs> He was like shocked. He said, "Oh, well, I didn't think about that." <laughs> no. And then I said to him, in, in, from our perspective, consciousness is not an emergent property of the brain. I said, mm-hmm. neuroscientists many think that that consciousness is 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 an emergent property of the brain, and we're no more than Really, machines. Hmm? But I said we don't. We don't believe that. He said I don't believe that either. I said, "Don't no, we? See, there you go." He said, "Well, it's good to be on the same page with this one." <laughs> so I figured that was a, a start, you know. Yeah. So, but it's a, it's a challenge. It's very consuming. Is the point right? That's to preach. It's very consuming um, to explain the teaching. So he. Bhakti Siddhanta consider that a form of kirtan. Not everybody may not be good at that, but they can will have a have a nature for that, but they can assist in different ways. Financially they can assist, practically with other services they can assist and be part of the whole in one machine in one sense we say that you know our Gurudev is doing the preaching and we're all assisting. We're all like he's leading the kirtan or she's leading the kirtan and we're all assisting. So seeing it like that, everybody's involved in a big um, kirtan under the auspices of an advanced devotee, and we're cultivating a serving serving ego. So the mission is very helpful. The mission was, a, in in our guru's estimation, was very important. It was give a practical shape hmm, to you know the idea of a, of, a, of, a, of a spiritual world, kind of on earth. Hmm, give a schedule like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's. Morning program, you know, rising, bathing in the Ganges, and you turn in the shower and you, you chant the mantra, you know, Gangi Cha, Jumane Chaiba, I'll call all the sacred rivers, you bathe, and then 
so forth. Then he said, adorn yourself with the tilak, tend to mangalarti, and have a song corresponds with that. At Audarya, you know, we live up high. We do here, too, at some parts of Sargari, but I haven't seen it, but there at Audarya, it's, it's closer to the coast, so sometimes the Ganges comes in in the form of condensation. And we are in an island. Audarya is like, it's Navadweep, and we're on one of the islands. Depends what time of day or what do you think, what island I'm on. Usually the Ganges comes in the morning or sometimes in the evening. And there we are. Hmm. So, um, the mission is is very practical in a sense, especially in relation to Gorlila. It's like living in in Gorlila, hmm. and um, and the Bhav there is Dasya Bhakti, Dasyarati. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the macrocosmic Gornatai, the macrocosmic Guru. And then our local guru is the microcosmic manifestation. So we even think it's some manifestation of the mission. People said, you know, have told me, Iskans in the spiritual world. There's some truth to it. Of course, I told them it's the only planet that you fall from. But, <laughs> but you know, it's just a joke. But, You know, especially in the Dom, you know, you have a, you have, you have a moth in the Dom, you know, it's, it's where you create a Dom environment. These are special, special places, so to speak. So to serve them, it's, it's just very, very practical. Therefore, sometimes the clothing is helpful too. It's, it's all a meditation, properly understood. Sound good? Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it's a nice life. So, serving ego. That's what we have to cultivate. And enjoying ego. So, you have to work on that. And you see you see yourself wanting to be the enjoyer, wanting to take, take um, get recognition, be honored for something you've done. You can, you can watch your mind and, and then you immediately... Push that out, hmm. and think. I'm so it's you know, God-given talents. I've got God gave the talents. It's not me. Hmm. This um, desire for prestige and recognition is, is really the root of all anarthas. It's difficult to uproot. Hmm. Very unbecoming. It's been described as the stool of a pig which, you know, pigs eat stool, so what, what, what must be their stool? That's very un, unbecoming <laughs> for a devotee, but it's very deeply rooted in us, so to uproot that, hmm, it's, it's mental cultural to work on that, hmm, on the one side and then the other side. Positive culture, of course, you know, it's the same thing, amanita manadena, so... How you will expect no honor for yourself? Well, the practical ways by giving honor to everybody else. Hmm. Practice giving honor to everybody else. Then, expect not expecting it for yourself. Well, that should come. Of course, you can give honor to everybody and expect now they'll honor me. You know, then they have to be careful not to think like that. Ragnar Das was careful not to 
not to be taken away by the pride of being thought of by others as a sadhu. Hmm. So it gets quite subtle. Hmm. You follow? That will come, I think. In, in Ruchi, when they pay people, they go, he's so nice, he's so advanced, and so hmm. Not to be carried away by that. Hmm. What else? Yes. I was reading your Shikshatakam book, and um, on, I think, a third or fourth verse, here I'm reading on page 112, uh, Vipralamba is love and separation that is exclusive to Madhurya Ras. And then within that same paragraph, continuing, you say, Thakur Bhaktivinoda writes that the sign of one's having attained the sadhya of Nam Sankirtan is that one worships in the mood of separation. So basically my, my question is that Vipralamba is in Maturi Ras, yeah. and uh, here Thakur Bhaktivinoda writes that the sign of one's having attained the sadhya of Nam Sankirtan is that one worships in the mood of separation. So how much is there Vipralamba in Sakya Ras, or how does that... There's, a, there's separation in all the Rasas. Separation. Mm, but the terms... Uh, well, the term Vipralamba and Sambhog is particularly used for Madhurya Rasa. And then there are four types of Samboga, four types of corresponding um, separation. Hmm. But in, 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 in Dasya Rasa and Sakya Rasa and Vatsali Rasa, and also in Manjari Bhav, hmm, inasmuch as the Manjari is a servant, a Dasi of Radha, then the terms yog and what is it? Viyog. Uh, yog and viyog. Union and separation are uh, invoked rather than sambhog and, and vipralamba. And, uh, but there are just different ways of, of um, uh, subtly nuanced ways of talking about the same principle. So the principle applies the point being that that we, in a general sense, that we meet Krishna, if you will, through through feeling for Him, and in times that before we've met Him, and that's a kind of utkantita in uh, in biyog, in, in separation, a longing. Arjuna is given as an example. He saw the picture of Krishna, his cousin, and he found a deep longing to to meet him. And so that longing is a form of separation that we would call in Madhurya Rasa. They're just different terms according to the uh, the um, what do you call it? the Indian aesthetics and drama and so forth that Rupa Goswami has employed in explaining his bhakti rasa. Hmm? And so in, in, in Madhurya rasa, it's a form of separation called purvarag. Hmm? Purvarag. Bef- so it's like, bef- purva means before. So like, I fall in love with a girl, she falls in love with me, but you know, we haven't talked about it yet. And she doesn't, I haven't said I love you, she hasn't said it, you know. It's, it's, so there's a kind of a separation there. The, and in, in the other rasas, it's called, uh, that would be called utkantita, a longing. It's a division of, of the, of the yoga. Hmm. 
And then, then the divisions of the separation in the other rasas also have the corresponding unions. What is it? Siddhi... Um, I forget the terms now. Um, but there's three types, three corresponding types of union. And as I say, these are also sometimes employed in, in terms in reference to Manjari Baba, which has a component that we're in here like a, a you know, in servitude to, to Radharani. And in the context of that, you're experiencing the Madhurya of Radharani for, for Krishna. It's very complex, but... But anyway, the point is, um, we should have a separate lecture on this at some point, but the point is that, 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 the, that the union comes through separation. So in the penultimate verse of Shikshastakam, he's talking about preem and separation. Hmm? And um, the last verse is talking about uh, union. Hmm? And these are the two, you know, the high and low tide of love of God. And so, while we may enter through separation, having entered, there are also forms of separation and union. And uh, also, of course, the manifest lila is characterized more by separation than the unmanifest lila. The ideal hmm, is characterized more by union than by separation. So another way in which we go from through union to separation, we go through, through, excuse me, through separation to union, we go through the prakat lila, the manifest lila, it's thought that you will take birth in the manifest lila and perfect yourself and then enter into the unmanifest lila, which is comparatively um, comprised of union. For example, in the unmanifest lila, there is no pravas, there is no separation, one of the four types of separation that is the real, like, full face of separation in that it, 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 it involves separation for a long time. The example obviously being Krishna at 11 and a half departs from Vrindavan and goes to Mathura and he's reaches the young age of 125 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know before coming back to Vrindavan and taking everybody to go to, to, to the unmanifest Leela. Mm-hmm. And so that's a long separation. That doesn't occur in the in the, in the unmanifest. In that sense, it's characterized more by union. There are still um, lesser forms of of, uh, of of separation, like when he goes for the day, cow herding, something like that. And then you find you, you find Gopu Kumar enters in, in Bhagavatamrita, enters into Golok, and, and people are kind of morose, spiritually blissful in their moroseness. And, and Krishna, you know, Krishna is, hasn't come back from the, from, the, from the forest yet. Of course, others are with him, the forest creatures and the coward boys and the cows, and their experiences is the opposite. But then the coward boys have to go to sleep at night and so, so there's, in this way there's union and separation. But the two leelas, comparatively, are, there's an emphasis on one in the, in the manifest leela on separation comparatively and the unmanifest leela on union. So we go through the, la- the former to get to the, to the latter.
And it's true for all, all devotees. So just a technical point. That the term Vipralamba and its categories, what is it? Um, prema Vaichitya would be uh, Purva, Purva, what did I say? Uh, Purva Rag, Prema Vaichitya. Um, oh, I just can't remember them tonight. Four types of separation, four types of union. Samriti Mansambhog is a big, you know, the final. It's a final. It, it, in, in, Two respects, like when they come back, he comes back after all that time, and he unites, and they enter. So they, in Samridhiman Sambhog, the full face of union, they enter into the Golok, and that full face of Sambhog also means, in in this why it's for Madhurya Ras, it means the full sense of of union, hmm? an intimacy in the, in, in, between Krishna and, and Radha, for example. So you don't have that. In Takiras, <laughs> you don't have that in Dasiras. You don't have that, and that, so it's, that's what it's talking about. So the, the terms, as applied to Madhurya Rasa, have elements in them and implications in them that apply to romantic life that wouldn't apply then to separation in parent or parenthood or Dasya or, or Sakya. But the same concept is there, and therefore different terms are used. Hmm. Does that help? Yes, thank you. Yes. I've heard that there is some uh, there are some groups of Manjaris and Gopis that side with Radha when there is some to you know some argument with Krishna. They always side with Radha, always encourage her in her mood. Uh, is there Priya Narmas that also um, even though they're in Sakya Ras, always take Radha's side in the argument? Well, first of all, the, sometimes the man, man, Manjaris are also called Priyanarma Sakis. Hmm? And then you have Priyanarma Sakas, hmm, the cowherd boys. But what they do is a little different. Hmm? That What you're talking about is called like uh, Radha Snehadika. Hmm? So you have Samasneha, Radhasneha, or Krishnasneha. So Snehadika means like, uh, more, Sneha means affection. So their affection is leaned more towards Radha than Krishna. Or it may be equal towards Radha and Krishna, or more towards Krishna than Radha. So Krishna Snehadika, there's Radha Snehadika, Samasnehadika. So different types of gopis. Hmm? The Manjaris are characterized by Radha Snehadika. Hmm? And you go others like Lalita Visakhi, but they're like Sama. Hmm? Mm, so the, this is the extreme extreme position that the Manjaris take, right? They're always supporting Radha's side. As far as the Priyanarmasakas, the cowherd boys who are involved in these affairs, hmm? and in that sense, they, they taste the Ruda Mahabhav. It's uh, only tasted by them and gopis. And there are higher stages too for gopis, but um, it's why they're called, their bhav is called saki bhav sometimes, because it, at some points in Alila they experience that. But their position is that they take Krishna's side sometimes and Radha's side sometimes, the cowherds, like Subal. Hmm? So, 
if gopis are there with Krishna, they'll take Krishna's side. Hmm? If if if, uh, if 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 they're with the gopis and Krishna's not there, they'll take the gopis' side. Hmm? And um, but then then in private, talking to Krishna, you know, they may champion Radha's, Radha's case, or in private with Radha, they'll champion Krishna's case in terms of some quarrel and trying to bring them back together. So these coward boys, the Prinarmasakas, they, with regard to this special aspect of their bhava, they're very uh, um, fixated on uniting Radha and Krishna, which is really what the Manjaris are fixated on too. Hmm? But... Um, um, but they may... Yeah, they're fixated on the same thing ultimately. But they they're always they're always um, following Radha's moods, so to speak. Um, now that said, you know, the, the, you may note that that there are certain certain boys, for example, that are come up whose names come up: Ujjwala, Madhu Mangal, uh, Subhal, for example, amongst the in the Goswami's literature. Because they're all uh, very much disposed towards Radha, they're also be Priyanarmas, and they'll also be Manjaris who aren't on Radha's side. So Chandravali has her own Manjaris, hmm? right? And so then and they may be cowherds like uh, on that. So, but when our literature, what comes up is all it's all leaning towards Radha. Hmm? They're even. Subal, Madhu Mongol, they're even described in Radha Krishna Gwanadeshti Pika as, as servants of Radha. Hmm? So, does that answer your question? Yeah. Yes? I was curious, um, when you were talking about John Vijay following, and you said that they were the keeper of the seventh gate, could you talk a little bit about one through six? Because we got seven pretty nicely. Well... Um, I said, you know, you could look at them as as different um, stages of bhakti. There are seven stages before bhava, which is world of spiritual emotion, in which one has real access to Vaikuntha, so to speak, even though not, you know, not fully in in so to speak so but but that's just a way of thinking about it otherwise i haven't read anything as to uh, there's beautiful gates and it's, it's well guarded <laughs> uh, something like that it's well guarded um, uh, but um, yeah what else going on right? um, a while ago i heard you talking about different um, things we're not supposed to do that are more important than the vows we take the initiation what we're not supposed to do like, like vegetarian diet you have to have veg- and all that and you said there were like apathy and indifference I think towards spiritual progress there's several things like that I was wondering what those were and also about one of them being indifference towards spiritual progress because I've heard you talk before that we shouldn't or once we reach it's a important to reach a point where we don't worry about if we're going to go back to Godhead in this life. And all 
Yeah, I think what we were talking about is in, in Ishta there are things that come up that get in the way of one's being able to attain the stage entirely of Nishta. And that becomes like um, apathy towards the chanting. There's, what, five things. Uh, sleep. One falls asleep in his practice. One one becomes shape. What is sleep? Sleep is... Laya, big shape. Big shape means the mind just gets distracted. Hmm? So, and these these correspond with like that. Uh, I think that sleep corresponds with what uh, the influence of tamaguna. Hmm? Then you have distraction. Then you have apathy, hmm? which is what. Pratipati. So this is also tamaguna. Just you know, I'm just. I should finish my rounds, but, you know. Or then there's, one has a taste for other things, for sensual things, and it gets in the way, because hmm? you can't do both things at the same time. Hmm? What's the fifth one? Shreya. What? Shreya. Shreya. Means like uh, anger is coming up. Or... Oh, yeah, so repressed emotions. We describe it like that. Um come up and, and get in the way. So these are things that are just realities of a, of a sadhaka's life that, that the point being that once they're overcome one is fully attained the stage of nishta. Hmm? You can see they get in the way of steadiness of practice so they're highlighted. Hmm? They're important. I don't know what that means in relation to not eating meat. I mean that's that's more. Those are more moral uh, kind of um, uh, considerations that we are told in the Bhagavatam. If they're not in place, then you create an environment that is subject to the influence of Kaliyu, or they constitute the influence of Kaliyu. So it's a kind of a moral basis that the Bhagavatam puts forward, kind of a, you know, your, what would they be, yamas or niyamas. Hmm. So, Bhagavatam says, Prikshit Maharaj, you know, he's conquering Kali. Hmm. Kali asked for a place to stay, and he said, well, wherever there's ahimsa, or ahimsa, violence, like violence to, 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 those who, who, dependents, you know, like the animals, domestic animals in particular, are at, at our, in our care. And so, to kill them, this is not good. He said you could go there, wherever that's going on, wherever there's, there's gambling, wherever there's prostitution and inappropriate sexual behavior, wherever there's... That was the fifth one. What's the fourth one? Uh, intoxication. Drinking is the word there, but it's extended to, to glue and everything else out there. <laughs> so, uh, so Kali said, you know, well, that, that doesn't exist in your kingdom. So, like, you know, you haven't given me a place. I surrender to you, but yeah, I, my time is here. He was able to hold off time, but he said to some extent. But he said. 
wherever there's the hoarding of gold, then you can go there too. So anyway, this is one thing. These other things are just kind of psychological realities that that are conditions that the mind is in that 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 that, um, that are influenced by raja and tamaguna. All those was it four things or five things? There's five. Five. They're, called, they're considered major obstacles at the stage of nista. Right, and the stage the of nista. The sepa, Rasaspa. Yeah, right. So, yeah, okay, so there, there it is. And uh, they should be, they're problems. They're just, they, 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 they get in the way of fully arriving at Nishta. So, they're things to look at and, and understand, in, you know, properly. So, then, what was your other part of your question about... Oh, you! Oh, you were talking about so. So, you have some indifference, some apathy towards, towards chanting. You just like, you know, you you lack motivation, and, and so you just don't do it, or something like that. That is very different from not being concerned about transcending birth and death. Like people say, "Will I go back to God in this life?" And sometimes I say. You'll go back in the lifetime when you stop, you know, worrying about that, because Mahaprabhu said, "Mama Janmani Janmani This isn't the stage of ruchi. The implication is that something has been—you've attained a taste. You have no material desire, hmm? and and you have desire only for bhakti. Hmm? So when you have desire only for bhakti, and some taste only for bhakti, then. You're not concerned with transcending birth and death. Hmm. It's a, it's a, not of much consequence. But in effect, you know, you're very close to doing that anyway. So the point is to be absorbed in the bhakti, hmm. to the, and 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 liberation then becomes a byproduct. I asked Prabhupada once, Prabhupada, if just will I become liberated just by distributing your books? He said, you're already liberated. I said, okay. <laughs> so in case you want to know. <laughs> Come from Prabhupada. I <laughs> uh, said, you're, you're serving all the time. Hmm? We quoted a verse the other day. Karmana manasagira. What is it? Jivan mukta suchate. It's a verse Jiva Goswami invokes from, from the literature. It says that the devotees have their own Jivan Muktas, uh, one whose body, mind, words, I think I said Gira, intelligence, but it actually means words, but Prabhupada translated words and intelligence. So, Kamana, Manasagi, one's actions, one's thoughts, one's words, and intelligence. Fully engaged in Krishna's service. Jivan Mukta Suchate. This person is a Jivan Mukta. Jivan Mukta is a, is a term that's usually used for the Gyanis and Yogis and so forth, hmm? and the devotees say, "Well, just by being fully engaged, body, mind, and words in Krishna service, we're already liberated, hmm? because that's what liberated life is—to do those things." Hmm? 
So we're doing it. You might, Prabhupada's kind of perspective was you might not feel exactly like it, but that's how I'm looking at it. I'm seeing it, you know. Well, that's what liberation is, in a, in a fuller sense. Hmm? Even than that of the of the of the karma of the of the jnani, jivan mukta. So, anyway, apathy or like indifference to spiritual practice, lack of motivation, is not the same as not being concerned about uh, about um, uh, getting liberated, and when I will go back to God. There's a uh, different things altogether. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. And the kind of not caring about it that I'm talking about is, is, to, underst- is to properly understand bhakti in that, to use a, a modern phrase, the, the, dest- the journey is the destination. This really applies to bhakti because we do bhakti for what? For what? For bhakti. For bhakti. So a, a ripe, a, 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 an unripe mango is is still a mango. You could say, but it's an unripe mango, but, you know, it's a mango. Hmm? And, and and then there's the, you know, whatever, the ripening and, and the ripe, you know, so so there's sadhana, then there's bhakti, there's baba bhakti and prema bhakti. It's all um, more of the same, so to speak. So we do bhakti only for bhakti. In liberation, therefore, you many statements of the devotees. Svargapavarga narakeshu apituli artadarshana. Whether I'm liberated or unliberated, Kichitukaitu said, doesn't matter. Cursed by Parvati, doesn't matter. And Shiva said, oh, see the devotees of Vishnu. And this is the statement of Shiva. See, they're, uh, whether they're liberated or unliberated in heaven or hell, naraka, pavarga, naraka, so heaven, hell, liberated, unliberated, makes no difference to them, to what their position is. Hmm. They're liberated plus something like that. Hmm. So our concern is not with liberation. Our concern is with serving Krishna, and our concern with serving Krishna is with serving the Guru. Hmm. And so, if the Vaikuntha airplane comes to pick you up, you have to say, "I'm busy now." Hmm. Hmm. Something like that. There are examples like that. I'm busy. I've got some service for my guru. Stop bothering me. <laughs> so this is just to emphasize the point. If you understand what you're doing, then there it is. It's it's it's. Um, it would be an example. You're liberated, but you don't know it, so to speak. Hmm. As much as you're engaged, of course. Then the problem is your not mind's not fully engaged, and the words not fully engaged, body actions not fully engaged. But that's the secret. Hmm? It's a, it's like, you know, again, what is what is enlightenment? It's like well, engage your body, mind, and words fully in Krishna's service. It's just too simple for people. It has to be more esoteric or something like that, and uh, and so on. Uh, and then the, the material body is spiritualized. It's a very interesting concept. Hmm. So, what time is it? I know you have a question there. I saw that in the corner of my eye, but. Eight oh five. We stop here. And we'll we'll get together again. We we can gather again tomorrow, and, and um, probably Friday, Saturday, as well. Shishigoranamadavakijaya. Isi bhakti bhadanta swami prabhupad kijaya.
भक्ति रक्षक सीधा देव गोस्वामी मार्ग की जाए भक्ति सिद्धांत सरस्वती ठाकुर प्रभुपाद की जाए भक्ति विनोद परिवार की जाए और भक्त बृंद की जाए और प्रेमानंदी